G'day, my name is Chris Anderson and welcome to the Ando & Co podcast. Today I'm sitting down with Tim Franklin, uh, who was a couple of years ahead of me at school at Villa. And uh, look, it's pretty exciting. He's actually decided that he's going to break the record running around the world um, in 250 days from now. And so uh, we're going to jump into the journey of, of what's got him to here. Tim, what can you tell us about yourself? Well, it's good to be here, Chris. Um, uh, yeah, that's a really broad question to start with. <laughs> I guess, I guess I, um, I mean, I have always loved sport, always loved movement throughout my whole life. Um, and was heavily involved when I was a, I was a kid. Um, then took a few wrong turns. Body sort of let me down through high school. Um, and and I, I didn't treat it with the respect probably that it deserved. Um, and then and that lasted for about a decade. But then at about 2003, 2004, 2005, I sort of just made the decision um, to get fit, uh, look after myself a little bit more. A lot of a lot of my mates had been fit at school and, and sort of went the other way. And I was probably the person that went, probably not as fit at school, to, to getting fit. And um, I did my first ever triathlon, sort of came near the back of the pack, mm-hmm. um, but started running and, and just fell in love with it. Um, fell in love with everything about it, how hard it was, uh, the people I've got to meet, the places I've gone as a result of sort of some of the, the events I've done, which we, we'll probably talk about soon. But... But I just fell in love with running and fell in love slightly with, with getting fitter. And then um, I've always liked to, a little bit of a challenge or to take things probably to the next level or to another degree. So I sort of caught up with a guy that, um, that had run around the world about 2017. I caught up with this bloke who was the first guy to do it, an Australian guy who lives in down in Sydney. Um, and I got talking to him. And I was like, man, this is something that I have to be doing. This mm-hmm. is something that I've got, to, I've got to really give a nudge, see what it looks like. Um, and as you say, 250 days from now, um, so the 3rd of December this year, I'll, I'll take on that journey to become the fastest person uh, ever to circumnavigate the globe by foot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a relatively small field. Five people have completed the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be, well, I should say, sorry, four people have completed. I'll be the, the fifth. There is a guy going at the moment, but, but his journey has been stymied by uh, COVID. Um, but I have to cover 26,232 kilometers in order to have be classed as covering the world. Um, and there are many other rules. Um, but yeah, so, so it's a pretty exciting journey. Um, nerve wracking as well. Awesome. And obviously all those kilometers, how, how far do you have to run each day to make this happen? So that's really based on the world record. So the current world record, um, Serge Gallard owns it. He's a, a, a French man. Um, and he did it in 434 days. Mm-hmm. So I have to obviously do it faster than that. So I've worked out that 63 Ks a day is a pretty cool number. Mm-hmm. So it's one and a half marathons a day. Um, and I have to do that. And that gives me about 410, 415 days to cover the distance. And then I'll have about 15 to 20 rest days um, and sort of days just in case travel doesn't happen or I get injured, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a moving feast the whole time, but 63 Ks a day on average is what I need to be doing. Awesome. And uh, you mentioned sort of around that 2003 to 2005 point, you started to get a bit fitter. Was it the regular, I'm going to run 5K a day kind of thing? Like, was that where you started out or? Yeah, I even think it was less than that. I, I tell I mean, I'm, I've been lucky enough to, to, 
to sort of have the opportunity to to go and talk to people about the journey that I've been on, and my journey is no different to probably a, a vast percentage of the population where I probably didn't take health and fitness and well-being um, with the priority that it should. Um, let myself go both well, really physically um, put on an incredible amount of weight, and then I was just fueling my body with with things that, you know, you shouldn't be fueling your body with, you know, too much booze, a bit too much party, and just poor food choices, and then just overeating. Um, really sort of common theme in, in the Western world, really. And um, I just decided one day, I said that enough's enough. I need, to, um, I need to really start looking after myself. So I thought I'll go for a, a 10K run, mm-hmm. thinking that 10Ks would be easy because I did it once at school or something like that. And I can remember, um, probably for the, your older listeners, I, uh, I went for a run and I had like a, a trucker singlet on, a pair of board shorts and a pair of Dunlop volleys. That was my, <laughs> that was my workout wardrobe at the time. Um, and I ran, uh, in total that day, I ran 2.2 kilometers and I got to a, f- a payphone and actually reverse charged my mum rang home so she could come and pick me up because I was just, I was spent. The 2.2 Ks took me about 28 minutes. A um, lot of profanity used in that run. I remember vomiting um, and it just being so hard. Um, and I was like, well, I really, uh, like, I'm really unfit. But it's, it lit that fuse. I was like, this, this, this is incredible. This, is, this should be so much easier than this. What am I doing? Let's, like, and I, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with I liked the fact that I wasn't very good at it mm-hmm. and I wasn't very good at it all through school. I sort of did it through school, but I wasn't very good at it, but I loved that. I loved having to work at it, I suppose. It mm-hmm. gave me that. So yeah, so that 2003, 2004 was just really base level fitness. I'd, I'd enter triathlons. Uh, me and a mate started doing tries and you know there might be 78 people racing and I was coming 75th. Mm-hmm. You know, I was right at the back of the field, but it just, I suppose that gave me you know, motivation to see how much I could push. And, you know, as I went along, I was running further, then got faster, got more involved in triathlon. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, my journey started like 04, 05, and has really sort of blossomed, I suppose, into, into this latest challenge, which is, which is still, like, I'm still well on a journey. I'm nowhere near where I think I want to be, mm-hmm. um, both physically and mentally, I'm still probably running away from from that guy that was the early 2000s mm. um, um, that was making really poor like health choices. Um, he's still there, yep. um, so I'm working working through him. But yeah, the journey started sort of that 04, 05, and I, I must say it's been it's been awesome. Like I've, I I really love it, and and I talk to it, and and I think and I hope that it comes across. That the passion that I have for it and, mm. and that I, want, I would love everyone to sort of give it a go, like mm. whatever that may look like. And just thinking back to sort of 04, 05, obviously planned for 10K, ran 2.2, 2.3K. Were you just an office worker like the rest of us, wanted to go out and get fit? Yeah, absolutely. So I was, um, I was working as a, as a solicitor at the time. I think around then, yeah, I was just, just graduating from uni uh, did a did a, a law degree and moved into into the legal profession, but yeah, I, I was yeah I thought well I might as well I've got to try and get fit you know I've got to look after myself and that that was it like I was I was, I was such a sedentary life 
mm. you know, that I, that I was living. And that was just the norm, right? That was, that was easy. You know, you were working long hours, um, you know, like a lot of people do, but I just made the, made the decision just to get up a little bit earlier mm-hmm. and just move for a bit. Yeah. So I, yeah, I started from like really baseline at zero, yeah, yeah. like no, um, like I hadn't moved properly in a long time, played a bit of social touch football or something, or went to the gym and walked around for 45 minutes looking lost and left. Mm-hmm. You know, that was about the, about the, 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 like the whole of my you know, athletic campaign for about five to 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and I guess, I guess that's it. I, I just, yeah, I just went from yeah sedentary lifestyle that I couldn't, I knew I couldn't keep doing. Mm. And so at the time, were you able to, just sort of flick that switch in your brain and, and start showing up and doing it every day? Or how did you manage to make that work? Yeah, I, I, that's a good question. Right? I think my, my personality is that, that I'm relatively addictive. Like, I, I, like if I'm in, I'm all in. Um, I mean, so it's 18 years ago now, sort of 17 years ago when I really got stuck into it. I, can't, I don't think I was there every single day, but geez, I didn't miss many. Mm. You know, I, I, I'm, discipline is is probably the thing that has got me to where I am today. That you know, at the expense of some other things, but mm-hmm. when it comes to um, you know exercise and movement, that has been probably my priority for the be- best part of 15, 16 years. Mm-hmm. Just because I've seen so many people. Um, go the other way and the adverse effects that, that has on them. So, so I've really, yeah, I'd like to say that I, you know, I'm as hardworking, as disciplined as sort of anyone. I just don't necessarily probably have the, the, the talent mm. that others have. Yep. And obviously you, when you're in an office environment working really hard, get focused on problems that you need to solve. And then I, I find for me, I would just drop everything else because I had to focus entirely on that. Whereas it would have been much more healthy for me to have some sort of habit that would set myself, set myself up so that I would at least have that break away. And it's taken me a lot of, a long time to actually start to develop those habits. When you started to develop that exercise habit and you're still working in that office environment, working really hard, what was the notice that you, what, what was it that you noticed changed? Um, in terms of your mindset or the way you showed up? Well, I think it's, it's too far. Like what comes, what comes first? You know, it's the chicken or the egg mm-hmm. type of thing. Like I, I really, I really enjoyed exercising, you know, I, I it was challenging. So it was, but it releases those endorphins and, and you're just usually surrounded by really positive people when you do it. So you want to do it. Mm. Um, I was also lucky enough the, the place I was working was really supportive. My immediate supervisor, she was really supportive and our boss in general, he was also athletic. Mm. You know, so they, they allowed it, they embraced, sort of came on the journey with me. Mm-hmm. So that made that easier. But, but it was just lifestyle choices. I mean, if you work out in the morning, usually by late evening, you're tired. So you go to bed earlier than you would, mm-hmm. you sleep better, you wake up refreshed and it's easy to get out of bed. Mm. Um, so it become, and then it becomes habitual, right? So, so that's what I'm, I'm big on the routine. As we were talking before we jumped on the podcast, I, I love routine in my life. You know, I know what I'm doing pretty well every day of the week mm-hmm. before the week starts. Um, and that's the way I like it. You know, it probably sounds a bit, a bit boring 
to to a lot of people, but for me, it's just it create it just that it create it makes life so much easier. Mm-hmm. So I can, you know, I can prepare. I know what's coming up, um, um, and then it's just that that habitual nature of getting up early, getting the work done in the morning, and then feeling good about yourself for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So you go to work. You know, and again, if you want to train twice a day or you want to train in the afternoon and you really enjoy it, you prioritize that. So what does that mean for your day at work? Well, you manage your time better. Mm-hmm. You're more productive because you want to get out. Mm. Um, and I, I mean, I, I, I walk in and, and, you know, and, and lucky enough to do, to do some work with corporates and speak to them. And I'm like, well leave I'd sort of tell them to like leave get up from their seat and go out like work's not going anywhere it's going to be there tomorrow safe for being a surgeon no one's going to live or die really by what we do that's probably that's probably unfair and probably disrespectful of people's professions but you are you can't do anything if you're sick Mm. or unhealthy or you know not in a good mind space Mm. so you're not going to be that great of an employee if you you know all of those things so that movement aspect is everything and then once you it's in a routine and you just know that on a morning i get up i've slept better because i've exercised the day before i've slept better it's easy to get out of bed i'm going to go hang out with friends um in a social environment the guys i train with they're cool i really like them and then i'm going to go to work and i've got a a pep in my step walking in so you're already a better employee and I think the interesting thing about, and I definitely went through those years where I went from being really into sport and then suddenly not really doing it anymore because of injuries and whatever else. And you you sort of, it's only when you look at yourself from a year ago or when you remember how you felt a year ago that you realize that something has been slipping for quite a while now and you're no longer showing up as your best. Could be that your colleagues realize that, but or it could be that your partner realizes that. But I think when you're with yourself for uh, that whole period of time, it's only when things start to show up in a way like, oh, geez, there's something really not right here, that you start catching yourself and go, mate, you really need to, you really need to change something right now. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that's um, and that can manifest itself in many a way. Like, it can be as simple as, geez, my pants are a bit tighter. Yeah, you know, like, oh, I, don't, I feel uncomfortable in clothes that I used to be comfortable in or mm. you're not happy with what you're seeing in a mirror. That's, I mean, they're easy ways to look at it. But for me, it's more what it does mentally. Mm. I find that you're a lot flatter. Yeah. You know, as a person, um, it's harder to get out of bed. You don't feel good about yourself. And, and, I, and I mean, it's very cliche, but if you don't feel good about yourself, how are you going to make other people feel good about yeah. them? Or how are you going to produce your best mm. if you're not where you think you want to be? Yeah. Um, and that's that's sort of the, the premise of which I want to promote through what I'm doing. I mean, my run is is a particularly probably selfish endeavor. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm attempting to break a world record um, and go on a journey for, for, for about 14, 15 months. Um, but I really want it to get out that how important movement is and exercise is. And that, and that can be anything, you know, like, like going to a gym or going for a walk around a block or walking with your grandkids, your kids, playing tennis. If you used to play tennis, so many people, you know, I've been lucky enough to do a lot of work in America. And, um, and that tennis is a massive thing in the States. Tennis or golf seem to be every single person plays tennis or golf. And I swear every person in the States had a tennis scholarship 
yeah. at college. Like, yeah, that's what yeah. it feels like. They all just like, oh yeah, I, had a, I used to play tennis, but they haven't. Like their knees are a bit sore and they haven't played in twenty years. Mm. So I'm like, go and play. Yeah, yeah. Because when they talk about it, it's like it, I, I find it similar to when I talk about my run or running. There's just a little, I suppose, again, a cliche, but like a sparkle in my eye that comes yeah, up. Yeah. And this is why these guys talk about their tennis or, yep. or whatever it may be. And I'm like, go and do it. Yeah. Like you can. Mm. Like you've just forgotten that you can. Yeah. So I just want people to go and do it again. And obviously you've set yourself a massive goal now. What were the challenges that you set for yourself from that 2004-05 period that have led to this? Really simply, oh, there was nothing other than I just want to be better than what I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like I just wanted to, to work on me. Like I, I get caught up in these rivalries that I don't even know that I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. You know, like people are like, oh, I beat, I beat you in the pool today. I'm like, I, I, was, I didn't realize we were racing. But for me, it was just, all right, this is what I did yesterday or this is what I did at my last race. What can I do to improve at my next race? Mm-hmm. And not worry, not get caught up. And this is a social media thing, right? Oh, I'm all for social media. I use it to, to benefit my business and myself as an individual. But we spend so much time comparing ourselves to what other people are doing mm-hmm. instead of to what we were doing. You know, everyone's journey is different. As you said, like you had, you know, you let yourself stop moving because of injury or work got in the way. Everyone's got a reason, mm. you know, and everyone's reason's different. Everyone's why is different. Everyone's journey to where they are right now is different. So that's all I ever focused on or ever tried. And no doubt you get sucked into, or oh, what's, you know, I've got to race Johnny. What's Johnny doing? What's tr- Johnny's training look like? How can I, you know, beat him? But then it doesn't matter what he's doing because mm. that's not going to help you because mm. his body composition is different. Who he is is different. What he does for a living is different. Everything changes. You can't worry about what other people are doing. Um, just worry about yourself. And all I tried to do was just be disciplined and get better. Mm. You know, every day, just get better. And, and it worked, you know, and now I'm relatively competitive when I throw my hat in the ring, but only because I'm comparing myself to where I was and not, and then I, I can race and I could come first or 50th, but I'll be like, well, how did you go compared to where you were? Mm. I go, geez, I've raced well today. And people are like, well, you came 40th. I'm like, I don't care. I don't do it for a living. And so obviously showing up every day, doing the work, managing your mental health, making sure that you feel as good as you possibly can to do everything that you're looking to do. When you move from sort of 2004 to 2005, is it a triathlon that's maybe a sprint? Is it then a competitive try? Is it then a 10K run? Is it then a marathon? Like, what are the what are the big um, sort of events that made you think to yourself, I can do more and be better in, in this environment? Um, well, that was the environment I was in. The environment I was in and the squad and the squad which now I run, is it's, it's all about that. It's all about that positive surrounding and people supporting you to take on goals so mm. I, yeah i started my very first triathlon was the noosa triathlon which is quite big here in southeast queensland one of the biggest triathlons i think on the globe to be fair and that's the one where i, I think i came second last mm-hmm. and like two people didn't finish or something like that like i was stone motherless um and that's a, a what they call a standard distance on an olympic so that's a one and a half k swim 40k bike ride and a 10k run mm-hmm. so i did that and then yeah i did that for a few years and and 
just slight, slowly improved. And then, you know, people mentioned like a half Ironman and then an Ironman. So you're like, yeah, I'll do that. So I, I, I did a few Ironmans um, and that's a 3.8K swim, 180K bike ride and a marathon. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't do that overnight. Mm. I, was, I think it was about seven, seven years from my first triathlon to, to when I, you know, took the time to really focus on it. Um, and it was great fun, you know, again, it was the single hardest thing I've ever done in a day, but I, um, got through it and then did more and got better. I think my very first Ironman, I finished with the winner. We crossed the line together with the winner of the 65 to 69 <laughs> age group. So the bloke was 40 years older than me. Um, we did the same time that just showed that, and that just showed me that this is the lifelong, like yeah, yeah. exercise is lifelong, mm. you know what I mean? And the more you do, the longer that life's going to be. Mm. So yeah, it was a gradual build and then I've done, you know, some pretty cool adventures since then, some some ultra sort of endurance racing, which is which is sort of where I've been living over the last couple of years and that's uh, that the 250 to 400 kilometer runs mm-hmm. across like deserts usually. They're, usually. they're not normally in really nice places. They're usually in arid, harsh conditions, but it really tests you as a person and, you know, you've got to carry everything for a week and... Um, you know, a week of running, including all your food. You got to carry all your sleeping stuff, and it's quite brutal. But it's 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 really it, you know, it just takes your mind to places where you probably didn't think you were capable of, and that's that's what I fell fell in love with as well. So, really gradual journey from for me from when I first started to where I am now. Yeah, definitely not overnight. Awesome. And when you think about your squad Tri Nation and the. Uh, people who come along what's generally the journey that they're on and, and where do they feel start to feel comfortable they can join a squad have they just started getting back into fitness or where does that stand oh that oh, is it's the, the widest breadth of people that you could possibly imagine anywhere from i've got 16 year olds in the squad up to i think our oldest member 77 mm-hmm. um and they have a different why um and a different how. Mm. Like their journey to there, I've got guys that have come that were 135, 140 kilos that, 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 that you know, that, that couldn't swim a length of a pool. Um, I've got guys that have come from professional sporting backgrounds. I've had Olympic medalists. Um, so the journey to the squad is is just just vast yeah. and, and all different. But what I, what I hope brings them to, to Tri-Nation is that they are it's that supportive environment and um, they just want to be better. Mm. You know, they want to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there, there's no rhyme or reason really to who comes. And that's probably what I love about it. It's like just like licorice all sorts of a group. Um, but their goal is just to, just to improve and, and do something that they probably didn't think possible. And that what keeps them coming back is that positive and supportive community, yeah. I feel. Yeah. And just thinking about the goals that you've set for yourself over time, like could, could you possibly set a bigger goal than running around the world and being the record? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, 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 probably. There's probably something. Um, I think, yeah, again, as we were talking about a bit earlier, I think there, you know, there's uh, like a level of one-upsmanship across the go. But no, for me, this is, I want to go see the world yep. um, and I love to run. So mm-hmm. why not combine those two things I don't think so I think this might this might be it um, but never say never I mean I don't, I don't know what would be next to be honest mm. um, I've got to get through this one first yeah and have you seen much of the world yet? 
Oh yeah, I've been really lucky. Both just just um, just in travel, uh, yeah, a holiday scenario, but also work. I've been lucky enough to to you know spend a lot of time over in the Americas, both north and south, for work, um, and then a few times to Europe on holidays. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, extraordinary, extraordinarily lucky, you know, to be to be born into the family I was born in with the opportunities that I've had. So yeah, I have, and um, but I'm going to go see it a lot slower now. Awesome. And just obviously talking about work there, you, you started out, studied law, became a solicitor. I understand that your work environment's a fair bit different now. How did you go from that office environment to being able to set up what you're doing now? And Yeah. Um, I run a, a program, like a goal-setting program called Own Your Own Show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and again, that's what I talk to, to groups about. And just being you and being like a, a genuine version of yourself. And I guess I don't necessarily think I was ever put on this earth to sit behind a desk. Mm-hmm. Um, but going into to school and then sort of society, the norm, I suppose, was to go to uni. Um, and, it was, and, I, and I enjoyed it. I, I, um, I, the people I gained, the people I, I met while studying were awesome and got into a legal career. I did it for about 12 or 13 years. Um, I mean, the last couple of years I took on the, the Tri-Squad, Tri-Nation. Um, and I was like, well, I want to make that my full-time vocation. So I just, I just um, took a long time, a long time to, to, to step back completely from the law mm-hmm. because of the security blanket of a career. Um, and, but I was like, I was like, well, I talk to people about owning their own show. Look, let's, let's do it. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I, I did it for, for 13 years and then middle of last year I just made the, the the final decision to just to take some time away from it and to go all in on my coaching awesome. um, and it was probably one of the biggest risks I've ever taken you know mm. obviously financially um, it, it it's been a it's been a significant impact but but I think I mean I love coaching and mm. I love working with people that are achieving stuff that they I think probably didn't think they were thought possible mm. um, so yeah, that's that's how I did it. It was it was a really sort of really tough, I suppose risk. But what's the risk? I can just go back into it if it all yeah. went to custard. That yeah. it hasn't yet. Um, but it's been yeah really good. So how much training are you doing right now to be able to achieve your goal? Uh, at the moment, it's all about base fitness. So so we just so we split the year up into sort of two blocks. So the first the first half up until about July, uh, well just before July. Um, we're just getting base Ks in. So a lot of long, slow running. Um, so at the moment I'm running about 15 to 20 hours a week. I'm doing about 200 Ks a week. Um, I'm going to the gym a couple of times, just working on core stability, strength stuff. And then on a bike, just something other than running because it's doing my head in. <laughs> just running the same streets of Brisbane all the time. Um, so it just breaks it up a little. So at the moment, that's what that's what my week looks like. I'm running twice a day for five days a week. And then I've got two easier days. And on those days, I go to the gym. Um, and that we'll do that up until July. Um, and then in, in July, I'm going to run the 63Ks a day um, for every day in July, just yeah. as a practice. Yeah, right. Just to see, to see if my body can handle it to see 
how I should do it, how I should break the run up each day, what I should be eating. Yep. Uh, or just, just go through all that to see what works, what doesn't. It's like a trial run, if you will. And obviously I see you out in the trails around in Brizzy all the time. I live fairly close to where it is you run. I always sort of in the Tri-Nation singlet running, whether it be raining or dry or whatever. Um, but I guess if you if people were to find you in the street or find you online, what, what do they expect to learn about over that time leading up to the, the moment of you kicking off to start, start this race? Um. I think what I'm going to be learning is who I am, <laughs> spending a lot of time with myself, you know, a lot of time thinking about, you know, a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know, that's one great thing about running is it's just, it's you versus you. Yep. Yeah. You know, so you spend a lot of time, a lot of time learning about you, but you know, I, I always love running with people. I do spend a lot of time running on my own because that's just how it works with coaching, et cetera, et cetera. But I love running with people, so if anyone ever sees me out running and they're running, feel free to, to, to holler at me and stop me and come with me. Um, but yeah, no, that's 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 where I'll be. Yeah, I, I mean, I I run the streets and along the river all of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I guess, and and I guess for me, it's I just want as many people to come on the journey mm. with me as possible. And how do they find you on socials? Ah, uh, well, a lot of people probably think I live there. Um, but yeah, you can find me just at Timmy R. Franklin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's my handle on, on Instagram. And then just uh, Tim Franklin on, um, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, that'll, that'll cover my journey. You know, mm-hmm. and I'll be all across that for my journey. And then obviously, you know, I've got a website as well, which is um, uh, timrunstheworld.com. So mm-hmm. if people want to come and see where I'm at, see how I'm traveling, there'll be obviously a live update on there, a little bit of a tracker. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I want people to reach out, you know, if there's any way you want to help or you want to come for a run or you live overseas, you want to meet me somewhere or you're going to go on holidays, I'd love that. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Mm-hmm. Getting a community to move together. Um, and if people want to go on their own sort of fitness journey, then please reach out as well. I mean, I started base zero. So I know what it's like, mm. you know, I know, people look at me now and be like, wouldn't see, uh, ever see an unfit sort of guy. And I think I, I find that like not offensive because I'm like, I've worked really hard to get here. You know, yeah, yeah. people go, oh, it's probably been easy. You've probably built like that. So, so I want people, I want people to come to me and ask me how they can start, you know, where, where do they start or what can I do to help or just follow the journey because the, uh, the more people, the merrier. And I understand that this is your own undertaking, you're covering all your costs at this stage. Is there any way that people might be able to support you? Oh, absolutely, yeah. As you say, I've sort of, I've fully self-funded um, at present, but I'd love to, to partner with like-minded businesses. That's what it's always been about. I'm, I'm not gonna just take on anyone um, for a dollar. It's really about like that, that same value proposition that I have, but yeah, if, if people would like to support it in any way, um, to reach out to me through those channels, like, or send me an email. My email is just tim at uh, timrunstheworld.com. Awesome. Uh, so if that, yeah, I'd love to hear from anyone that, that, would, that would be interested in assisting in any way, whether that, you know, be financial or offering their time, that'd be awesome. And are you still doing the own your own show speaking as well? Yeah, so, so lucky to be doing that. So I work with a lot of, a lot of corporates and a lot of schools where I go in and I talk goal setting and I, look to 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 motivate uh, a workforce or, or a school 
but intrinsically. So I really try and build up what, what's the, what's the individual one? What do you want as an individual to be better at? Mm-hmm. And then I find that that really assists them in their work or their school life and therefore making a better employee or a better student. So, so I'm still doing Own Your Own Show. It's going really well. Um, awesome. But again, if, if people want to learn more about that, then just reach out to me through those channels I've already talked about. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, Tim. Well, thanks very much for taking the time to sit down today. I'm looking forward to you breaking that record in the future. No, thanks very much, Chris. Thanks for all your support, mate. Cheers.